Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Three in a Bar, a podcast where we are joined by a different musician every episode. I'm Seb Philpott. And I'm Verity Simmons. I play the trumpet. And I play the cello. Our guests could be from any part of the music world. We've spoken to pop stars, composers, orchestral musicians, singers, musical theatre performers and lots more. We chat about their careers, ambitions and get a glimpse into what makes each musician unique. Shall we sing the song? Oh, don't make me sing the song. Three, three in a bar. Hey, I tell you what, auto-tune is a wonderful thing. First round's on me. Is this going out on the podcast too? Might do, mightn't it? Who okay. knows? It depends how... Depends do we look how... at the camera? Oh, yeah, do it. We, we guess we should, yeah. yeah. Well, hello, my name's Seb Phil... Oh. Oh, didn't you get any of that? That was absolute gold, <laughs> Seb. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that's been lost. It was great. Okay. I can't do it with the red light on. <laughs> um, red, red light anxiety yeah okay so yeah should we introduce ourselves first of all probably yeah do you want to go first or shall I? okay my name's seb philpot and i'm verity simmons welcome to three in a bar but with a difference yeah because we're actually on location we're not in a bar no we're in a museum <gasps> the british museum so great and in- look we're here for the Ivers Composers Award. It's their 20th year and we've been kindly invited here by Premier Pierre to come and chat to the winners. Yeah, we've got a bunch of people to speak to if they'll agree to do it. Not sure yet if <laughs> no. they're going to do that. Otherwise, but, uh, Ian, who's behind the camera, might do it. Yeah, Ian, you'll chat to Would us. you chat? He's shaking his no. head. <laughs> we have two sofas set up mm. as if it's almost some kind of chat show and we've just got a, a, a what do you call it, a conveyor belt of talented composers coming through that door who are going to be asked the question, do you want an interview with Three in the Bar or not? And they'll go, who is that? And then they'll say, it's a podcast um, that's uh, sporadically released about music. And then they'll go, um, no, nah, you're all right. Or they'll say, okay, fine. How long is it going to take? And then we'll see what happens. So that's, that's basically the plan for tonight. Yeah, it's slick. Definitely, as ever, yeah. as with all our endeavours, in fact. Look, if we were going to be um, presenters in a normal couch situation, yeah. which which pairing would you choose, naturally? Are you talking like, like Des and Mel? Yeah, Des and Mel. That's <laughs> interesting you went for them, first yeah. of all. Des and Mel wouldn't have been who I'd have. No, I think it's the grey suit I'm wearing. I do feel <laughs> a bit Des O'Connor. Um, <laughs> and, uh, well, I don't know. I used to watch a lot of Des and Mel when I was younger. Yeah, I like that. Because that was on, in my study leave when I was doing my GCSEs. <laughs> I used that's to watch classic. a lot of Des and Mel. Was it called Light Lunch or something? No, that's something different. It was called it? Des and Mel. <laughs> Wasn't it? 
<laughs> well, it, it's good. It's true, isn't it? You can't uh, argue so. that. Johnny Ball was on it. Oh, Johnny Ball? Yeah, Johnny Ball. Was he? Zoe Ball's dad. I loved He'd him. He'd come and do a little great. science section. Yeah, it's very good. And he probably would have enjoyed the British Museum, just to bring it back <laughs> to him. <laughs> yeah, he would. I'm enjoying it. It's so nice to be in here. We are, so we're literally just outside the auditorium, which is over there. And I gather the guests are going to come out, filter through, go over to have their photo taken. They're, or not the guests, the winners, in fact. Yeah, show them, show them the, the photo area. Yeah. I think they're stand-ins, those people. I think that otherwise really, really offended. <laughs> oh God! Two very important well, people. Of people turning up. Yeah. This, this look to me. Can you show show this in? This looks like. Would you call this the security brief, or the? Um, no, they don't look like security. Do they wearing glitzy clothes. No, I know. I know. There are pals. We're sharing a dressing room with those guys. I'm not really sure yeah, what are. they do. They work for the Ivers. Oh, they work for the Ivers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, they're quite important people. They're quite important. Yeah. Well, this is a big night. If you work for the Ivers, this is the yeah. Ivers Composers Awards. Yeah, so, it is. So, as you can see, yeah. if I show you now, this here, this is all that. This is the shortlist of nominees. It's really high tech. Let's get a close up of this. Look at that! In. Look, Ian. Look at them. There's loads. Um, so, we're going to do our darned best to make sure that we approach the right person at the right time yeah. with the right information. We have help. Yeah, we have got help. But you know. I don't know if you've ever tried to research um, how many people, like 100 people, just yeah. in case one of them wins. It's, it's a lot. It's quite a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. I have to say I haven't researched everybody. We're just going to find out what happens. I mean, I've got to be honest. No, I know, and it's part of the fun, isn't it? <laughs> That's like, exciting. It's like a lottery. It is a lottery. Um, but it's not a lottery how they judge. They, they've really <laughs> very thought about not, it. Very much not. Um, do you want some fun facts? Yes. Do you want some fun facts? Yes. Okay. 46% of the shortlisted uh, composers tonight are first-time nominees. Oh. So that's great, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so lots of new talent. What other fun facts have I got? It's, oh, nine categories. Nine categories. Yeah. Three special awards tonight. So that's another Jeopardy moment there because we oh, don't know anything about anyone. who's got it. It could be literally anyone. Do you know many of the nominees personally? I don't think I know any of them personally. Oh, I know right. four, so a couple of former winners. Charlotte Harding's here. Yeah. Hopefully we'll catch her. Um, do you know any personally? So John Wallace is nominated. Do you know him? Oh, trumpet player? Yeah. Yeah. Great. He's a bit of a trumpet legend. Yeah. I met him once. Yeah. He will not remember me. <laughs> so I might How did that meeting go? Uh, it went all right, actually. Good. I... I uh, yeah uh, uh, yeah it's boring enough not to mention the details but <laughs> okay. interesting enough that it, it went well enough. Good. So there's it's nothing fine. that you need to remind him of when when no, you mean no, no, no. <laughs> okay. Um, Thomas Adesh is here, isn't he? Yes. Thomas Adesh, fantastic composer. No, yeah, he's, he's Nominated good, he? in the stage category, I think. Oh. Um, who else? I mean, amazing people, just tons of brilliant people, which I've been reading about and listening to. There was a Christmas Carol nominated this year. Was there? Yeah. Do, do you have any details? <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Um, Cecilia McDowell. Let me check that. That'd be embarrassing if I got it wrong. I mean, we've got it on a PDF yeah. somewhere. Ian, how you doing? Holding your gimbal. <laughs> I think we should let Ian put his gimbal down and okay. just rejoin you when we've got somebody interesting to talk to. Okay. Well, look, yeah? um, we're gonna. This is. We're gonna go now. Um, oh yeah. Let's just let us go. <laughs> Ian, put the camera down. Chill out.
these are winners. Do you think lots of these are winners? Yeah. Well, they can't all win. <laughs> I mean, there's about 50 people there in that queue. Probably. Expectant they probably have faces. Yeah. Do you think we'll get a photo in front of the Ivers backdrop? I'd love that. I think we should, if they don't offer one, we should ask for one. How would we get a copy of it? Do they just Maybe get just printed in Maybe they just put it straight um, into BBC Music Magazine. Tattle or Tatler? Tatler. <laughs> Tattle. <laughs> they get it printed straight in Tattle, they do. <laughs> and then... Cattle Magazine. <laughs> Horse and Hound Magazine. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd like to think that it goes straight into Hello or something. I want, I want to get... Are they the presenters? Are they the actual presenters, do we think? Well... Isn't you know it Tom them? Service Is presenting? It? I don't know because I Hannah don't. Hannah Peel. Yeah. Is well, that them? That's not them, no. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what they look like. Um, Tom Service has got like curly hair. Right. Glasses. Okay. Not that guy. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I met him once. He was very, really nice. Oh, good. He, good. He said, what did he say? He said, he said something really nice to me, really complimentary. Did he? I'd, I'd done some solo stuff at the West Cork Chamber Music oh. Festival. I played some uh, natural trumpet. And he said something like, that's the best thing I've ever heard in my life. What? <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. Service loves your playing. I wonder if service. he'll remember you then. I think he was giving me lip service, to be honest. Hey. Um, no. You put your trumpet with you. Why don't you bring it out? What mid, was it you were playing? Mid-ceremony. Mid-ceremony. I'd say, Tom, do you remember, remember this? Me? Remember service? this? What did you say? <laughs> uh, no, he okay. didn't say that, but he said that was really good. Oh, well, that lovely. Was, yeah, something towards where's that effect? That's nice, isn't Somewhere it? Somewhere in between those two statements that I said. <laughs> Somewhere in between I'm non-flast and that was the best thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's a good place to be. Do you think we'll see anyone from Love Island? <laughs> yeah. And um, who, are, who are the 10-point real, like Biggins, a 50-pointer? Do you think we'll get Biggins or um, Is that, who else always rocks up with these things? I thought that was um, John Malkovich. <laughs> My God, can you imagine? Right, I've seen Charlotte Harding. Shut up. Where yeah. is she? She's over there in the queue. Thank there you. There you go. Welcome. Um, should, I, should we smell for her? Yeah, we should. Do you reckon she'll come over? Well, she'll probably want to get rid of her coat first, won't she? Yeah, yeah. Is this cellist lady? Pardon? Is this cool cellist lady? No, this is cool composer lady, Charlotte Harding. We love her. She's been on the podcast twice. She was one of the people I shouted at during lockdown. Do you remember? Yeah. Yeah. You shouted at her? Well, I didn't mean to. It's just that we were via... Um, Zoom, oh no, in fact, Zencaster. Oh, yeah. And when I, you know, I get in front of a screen and I just shout so at what people. You were yesterday exactly that, exactly that. So she may choose to back away, she may choose not to speak to us. And that would be fair enough, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> there she is. She's a... nope. And like, that's the start of our conversation. Yeah. I love a ruffle. I love a ruffle. <laughs> it's good. Oh, oh God, honestly, I'm so delighted. Look on. at you as well, though. <laughs> and mean. yesterday you looked gorgeous. You were at. <gasps> What was this? You were doing some amazing presentation, weren't you? Um, yes. 
at the Houses of Parliament. We were celebrating 20 years of the Irish Composer Awards at the Houses of Parliament. Um, What were you talking about? So just kind of giving an overview of sort of new music today and, you know, what composers are doing, ongoing support that we kind of need, and and having a chat and drinking some wine and, yeah, hanging out with their peas. (laughs) I heard it went down very well. You did a good speech, apparently. Thank you. It felt like quite a responsibility in many ways. But um, but no, it was... No, people have been raving about you, Shana. Yes. Okay, this is very kind of them. (laughs) What were the topics covered, like, just quickly? I mean, in, like, six words. Do you know what I did? So I I said that, um, obviously, three-word slogans are very popular in Westminster. So I made my own little three-word slogan, Did which you? was creativity, commissioning, and community. Oh, you know? nice. That's good. I'm trying to get T-shirts made. I'm so sort of good. <laughs> did you have it on a lectern in front of you? you know, I, hope I, you I like, <laughs> turned behind and unveiled the flag. You know, yeah. Badges came out. You know. <laughs> was there any kind of Newcastle United links going? On? Oh gosh, no, I miss that. Oh, I oh. Have a day. We're doing hey, so well. Yeah, though, well I mean. done yeah. to Newcastle oh, United. Like, oh. Great news. It's going to happen. Me, between me and Yolanda Brown, have you seen? She's a massive Newcastle United supporter as well. Is she? Yes. So it's going to be maybe two of you on, on the pitch of the saxophone. And then saxophone player. Yeah. You know, I yeah. feel like the more we do, it's, there's it's a, a movement. movement. Yeah. It's yeah, I can see this. <laughs> so look, you're a former Ivor, well, you're a winner of the awards, aren't you? Which one? Yes. Which one did you get? <laughs> Which one? I got one for my um, Royal Albert Hall projects convo yes. yeah the, um, which was so amazing oh. um yeah it's still mad that it sits there on my desk and sort of yeah it's it, it's so special it's yeah what did really it mean nice. to you it must well i mean it must have meant a lot oh it's do you know i think it's the fact that it's voted for by your peers so it's the idea that you know that's the biggest sort of vote of confidence you could get isn't it yeah. from other people in oh. your world doing what you do it's yeah, yeah it's really really special so, um, so great yeah and so heavy are they are yes. they like, they're weighty are they um, the same design this year are they oh I don't <laughs> oh, know that's maybe exciting. it's like the Brits where they do like a different one. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. I was hoping some sort of Vivian Westwood style yes. thing. That would be great. Yes. Next year we'll be like, yeah, okay, know. I'll have my slogans. <laughs> That's right. Charlotte, we're on to something, aren't we? This is good. And are you on the panel this year? I was a judge this year. Wow. Yes. Which, it's, again, feels like a huge responsibility. Yeah. Because, but it's amazing. Like It's incredible just to get kind of snapshots of what everyone's doing and the variety and kind of different, you know, styles and approaches that uh, all yeah. come into even just one category. It's, it's really amazing. So um, I'm sure you'll, you won't be able to say to us, but have you got any kind of, was there anything that stood out to you? I'm, well, don't feel you have to give specifics, <laughs> but did you, did you hear things you really loved? Oh, um, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And like, it, honestly, it's such an amazing sort of showcase of, of new music and, and the, wet like wealth of talent that is out there it's it's unbelievable and so hard to kind of narrow it down in any kind of way to you know winners and nominees because it's in it, everything in its own right is it's amazing it's so much work goes into it all and um yeah so it's uh brilliant, brilliant. yeah lots of did you do decisions. any any judging in the same room like did you chat it out like 12 angry men sort of thing <laughs> yeah like, have you seen it. that film <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, we did it over Zoom. We had we had a bit of time to sort of look at them all um, ourselves for for a few weeks, and then all got together and had a good chat through it all. So so it was really interesting actually to go yeah kind of see which ones people had um, yeah really connected to. But but yeah, again, just so difficult to <laughs> to actually kind of pin it down. But yeah, 
Well, don't worry. We'll keep you covered if you need to hide from anyone or Ooh. you've got any disgruntled. I hadn't even thought of that. But well, okay. okay. We're your protection. It's <laughs> pretty much why we're here this evening. Okay, yeah. cool. This We've is why you've got the We've got you covered. And the th- yeah, yeah. yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Ah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so good Amazing. to see you, Charlotte. We're going to have to let you oh, go. Yes. Oh, I think that's... I think that's your... Shut you go. Speech. Yeah. Go and have a, have a great night. <laughs> well, we'll so catch nice you to later. see you. Let me give you all the information you're asking. Oh, my God. Here we go. Okay. Right. So. God, this is exciting. The moment of truth. (laughs) The winners. So this is a photo sheet. Oh, thank you. Of the winners and the presenters. And if the winners aren't coming, the person that is... Who's collecting? Collecting. Okay, great. You don't need to worry too much about that because you'll just want to presumably interview the winners. I'm just going to get rid of the ones that I just want then. Sorry, guys. See ya. That's the press release. Amazing. Do you both Thank want you. a copy of that? I've got... Oh, yes, please. I've got a spare one. That'd be great. Thank you. Um, and, yeah, that should be in order... Great, yes. ...of the awards that are coming through. Okay. I think that's mostly great. what I meant to so, you. What have I written about him? <gasps> that's fab. Right, OK, great. I'll talk to you about cool. that in a second. Crane here. Yeah, it is. Should we get ready? Should we prepare yeah. ourselves? Yeah. So we're going to ask about this piece: sampled sounds, field recordings, this yeah. longest piece to date. Yeah. Aji. All right, let's turn the phone off. Hello. 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 Well, we'd love to talk to you about your incredible piece. and How okay. fantastic to have it recognised like this. Yeah, it's very so nice. So you're yeah. using sampled sounds within the context of, of it. And, and, yeah. and it's birds and animals. So it's a piece, I gather, it was based in response to Rachel Carson. It's part response to Rachel Carson's work. Uh, partly, I mean, it's not, not, just, uh, not just about Carson, but... Um, yeah, it's, uh, I, was, uh, I was given quite a free reign by Juliet and Mark uh, as to, you know, the the scale and extent of, of everything. And um, I, I, I hadn't actually, uh, I'd not used sampled sounds very much and I, w- I wanted to see what I could do with that because Mark is a bit of a king of the sampler. So he's, um, so I wanted to sort of um, uh, make, make use of that yeah. as well. But um, yeah, it's also my longest piece. I mean, it's 50 minutes long. I've ne- I, you know, my previous longest piece was 30 minutes. So it's... Uh, that sort of just naturally happened, that it, did it, or did you intend it? Was it intended? Well, the commission was for... I think the commission, Juliet's commission stipulation was 30 to... F- 30 to... F- 30... F- 30 to 40 minutes, I think, and I just went a bit longer. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was written actually in sort of fairly sort of lockdown-y sort of circumstances, so, so you know, I could really time. focus on it, yeah. So yeah. were you out in your 30-minute walk with a little microphone in the park just recording birds and things? Is uh, that what you were doing? No, I wasn't. No, no, the, samples are t- the samples are taken from the sort of... Um, from elsewhere. You know, um, open access 
website. Well, that makes so, more sense. Yeah, so they're, yeah. Not, they're not my own uh, <laughs> yeah, samples. Quite. I thought you were getting some very unusual mm. things in your garden. It's mainly pigeons. Yeah, indeed, indeed, yeah. yeah. And, and so have, this being your longest piece, how did mm. you um, create that sense of momentum to keep the listener uh, invested in it over that course of the time? Uh, yeah, it's a good question. Um, I... T- yeah, I'm not sure. It's a good question that I can't really answer. <laughs> That's right, don't worry. Uh, because I think that the, the first thing, I, I was just sort of testing it myself, really. And, um, I mean, I'm, yeah, it's something I do quite rigorously when, when composing is, is test, the, test the proportions between things and see if they're going to they're sort of stick. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, ho- yeah, hopefully the listener is... Well, the, the, the panel said they, they did find it very compelling. And, okay, that's yeah. great. That's great. What did they say? Immersive in fact. Okay, that's yeah. great. Slowly evolving, which uh, and uh, it does slowly evolve without yeah. losing momentum. So, but yeah. that is that is <laughs> sounds <laughs> like you succeeded. Absolutely so. did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's great. Well, I hope you have a wonderful evening. Thanks now. so Go much. Enjoy yeah. your success. Thanks so much. Thank you very much. Lovely to Thank chat you. To you. You too. Cheers. Take Thank care. you. Well, he was very nice, he Lawrence. He was lovely. I really liked him. Yeah. I really liked him. Very humble. Well, they're, they're just nice composers. They just write music, don't yeah. they? Yeah. And they're solitary people, yeah. probably, and just nice to be out at a posh do. Yeah. Well, it's lovely. And, you know, they probably spend a lot of time by themselves, don't they? More than in most other careers, I'd imagine. Yeah. Exactly. Although I've just noticed, I, I've been earwigging what Tori's saying over there, and she said the group of musicians I had around me. So perhaps it's not oh. something to ask her. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I wonder what, what the ensemble oh, We'll find out what the ensemble is. Yeah. <laughs> so she's a saxophonist, flutist, flautist, violinist, and composer. Oh, wow. Born in St Pancras. It's rhythmically alluring, energetic, and, a br- and brilliantly performed. All right. I if she'll come and speak to us. Put that down. So, so she was in lockdown and like Im- imagining it to become a reality at some yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. This is a Verity. Hello. Hi, Tori. Congratulations. Really nice it's lovely to meet you. Thank you so much. Fantastic. Well, how is it in there? Is it exciting? Uh, yeah, yeah. Amazing. I'm, I'm just still in shock, oh. to tell you the truth. I really wow. am. I wasn't expecting this at all. Oh, really? I think well, I, I said in my acceptance piece, I've been nominated for a few things in the past. I just got used to being nominated. And everything. So I just sat there kind of thinking, oh, it'd be really nice to hear the other music. And then, and then I was just really shocked when my name was read out. So, yeah. So did you have your happy... Oh, well yeah, done. I was ready, you know, because it's happened so many times. I was just ready for that. You know? like, yeah, and of course the other music is so great. So I was just expecting, and I was thinking, oh, that one's maybe that one's going to be. This is your time. Fantastic. Yeah, it's like birds of paradise. Yeah. And well, we've just been speaking, funnily enough, to Lawrence Crane about bird sound. Right, it's a sample, yes. but I gather yours very much once you've heard. Yes. An inspiration yeah. to you in your was it in your own garden sort of way. Well, orig- at the beginning in the first lockdown you know when we were all out in our gardens enjoying the weather and and suddenly you know I was just you know we weren't going to gigs anymore that nothing was open but I was suddenly so much more aware of the the music going on all all around us and it was it was kind of very comforting actually Um, and I had I had had a little few snippets of birds and kind of creeping into some pieces previously but um, 
It was actually the second lockdown. I actually spent that in Tenerife and my, I've got family over there. So um, I was living next door to the Botanical Gardens and I was being wake, woken up at four o'clock in the morning a lot of the time um, and walking around recording all this incredible bird song. You know, I didn't mind being woken up by such beautiful music. And generally when I went on my long walks, um, just recording all the time. And um, so I had this in my head. And then when I came back to London and finally we could get together and, and play, I was collaborating with my duo partner, Alcione Mick, um, on an album. And, you know, so, so we'd already, you know, sent a few snippets. And, and finally, you know, I got to play, play it with them and they brought it to life, you know, because they, they do, they're such incredible improvisers. And I knew they'd be up yeah. for the, the birdsong element. <laughs> Yeah, so. Did you play them the bird sounds that you recorded? No, like, no, I wrote the piece as it was, it was but you know, yeah. I, I'd, I had hundreds, hundreds of snippets of bird, a yeah, bird song, yeah. but there were, there were a few that were particularly stuck in my mind, and you know, you start processing hearing them and hearing how they're working over each other. I was listening a lot as well to like Hermeto Pascual, Som de Oro, a lot of his um, bird song inspired um, uh, pieces, and I was also listening to a lot of Messian, you know, a lot of yes. music that's also very in, inspired by bird songs. Yeah. So it was, I think that was all going in subconsciously. Consciously, and so when I finally wrote the piece, it all it sort of came together. But yeah, yeah, there's four strands of bird song, and it's kind of all crossing over. Yeah, so Fantastic. yeah, and then we improvise off that, obviously as well, which yeah. is great fun. Yeah. Oh, brilliant! <laughs> um, I'd love how they. I mean, in fact, oh, here it is. I just want to say what the jury had said about how the fact that it's so full of life and joy, oh. and isn't that a lovely thing to have yeah. a piece that's so full of it in that time? It wasn't necessarily. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Exactly what you're just saying. Yes. About getting these joyous. It things was. It was bringing joy time. to sort of you know, like like I said, we were. Yeah. I was. It, Feeling so, I you know, pining for for, yeah. for live music, but actually then thinking, well, we're not losing music; it's everywhere, you know. And no. like I said in my speech, it was you know the, the, the natural environment, you know, it just reminded us as well of, of, of that that that's you know all around us, and we should appreciate it a lot more. And you know, yeah. we, we did, I suppose, at that at that point, which was which was lovely, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I guess when you finally got to perform it, um, it must have been such a cathartic feeling. Yeah, it like. was great. And actually, what was lovely was I explained to the audience. Audience. It's a really, it's a really nice because obviously it's quite, you know, complicated music. A lot of odd time signatures crossing over, and then we're improvising off a lot of, you know, complicated harmony. But um, it's really nice as, uh, to connect with the audience because you know they can hear the strands of bird song and they can hear that it, they're working. Of course, you know, so it's obviously they, they hear and recognise that as, as as a sound that they recognise. It's a, it's a nice way into. So, but it was yeah, it was lovely because we, we um, premiered it at the at the Royal Albert Hall at the um, in the um, Elgar Rooms uh, during the London Jazz yeah. Festival actually. Just so this time really last year and um and it was it was great because yeah it was you know we hadn't done so many live gigs we had been doing a lot of um a lot of uh, you know streamed gigs so it was it was lovely to get that reaction from the audience as well and to, to really to to really feel that they you know they connected with the piece so yeah it was great yeah and uh, where's this going to live now oh wow well i think on on my mantelpiece it might have to actually take over from my certificate of Southall de pastor which is um uh, when i was in tenerife i got a diploma in um it's a jumping sport they do over, in, oh, yeah. over in tenerife yeah to, to, Jumping, using a big, a big pole, jumping down the uh, the mountains. Um, so, uh, I, I, that's at the up. moment. That's at the moment. That's this. Maybe this should take pride of place. I think. <laughs> so, I'll find another place Space for myself. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Well, they're both kind of related to the uh, experience I had in lockdown yeah. in, in Tenerife. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Well, it's so lovely to chat to you. Thanks yeah. For no, to lovely to chat to you. Thank you so much. Thank take you. Care. Thank you. Thank you. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? 
and some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello. Hi, Liz.
predictable. So we really, I had no idea that any of them would come. I knew that definitely two of them would come. But we actually ended up with about 20 mums oh, and wow. their children. And so the, there was kind of squeaks and squawks of, of babies all the way through the show, of the, the performance. Uh, and somebody said it actually sounded, the, 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 the children's voices sounded a bit like birds in a jungle. And I just loved that idea of that and being kind of fully involved in the the piece um kind of even when they weren't supposed to be (laughs) it really truly is a community piece in the absolute truest sense because you've brought all these people together and there's these projects and it sounds like it's kind of spiraling now on to other things that it's kind of opened so many doors which is a wonderful and such a heartening thing to hear you know when you hear so many bleak things it's lovely to know that these things are happening and you know congratulations for setting up something so magical well I have to say the the team at Ex Cathedra are absolutely amazing to work with so if it hadn't been for their dedication tenacity this is all set up we actually this is the third planned performance through lockdown we had two other performances that had to be cancelled so um, the tenacity of Ex Cathedra and the skills of their their vocal tutors working in the community alongside me and their management team um, absolutely uh, amazing people and they have worked day and night to to help bring this together so fantastic fantastic, Um, we wanted to know where are you going to put your your lovely statue now have you got somewhere special for it have you had a good look at it yet? Not yeah. really, no. So I'm really interested to know who the sculptor is and to find out more about this beautiful... Oh, yeah, me too. It's, um, <laughs> just to describe it, so it's a woman standing, kind of wrapped in very kind of loose uh, clothing and reading from a kind of script, or maybe it's a piece of manuscript paper. She's looking quite contemplative and uh, thoughtful. Maybe she's composing something as she looks. Um, and it's extremely heavy, which was always a good sign, isn't it? I'm just yeah. blown away by it. So oh. I don't know where it will go. Somewhere very special, certainly. <laughs> <laughs> well, we should let you go and enjoy it this evening and Thank you go much. and have that well-deserved drink now. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for chatting Thank to you. us. Thanks. Thanks. Congratulations. Thank you. What a brilliant project. Yeah. It's amazing, isn't yeah, yeah. it? Yeah. Of course, with those things, you just you never know how they're going to go, do you? Because when most of these people uh, are not professional musicians, no. you don't know they're, they're in such difficult personal situations. You yeah. don't know what's going to happen. And no, I know exactly whether mag- they'll be absolutely able to magic turn can up. happen. Though, yeah. Can't it? When you, yeah. And that kind of thing. Yeah. Takes place. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, that Who's, was fascinating. Who've we got next? We have got. I've got Brett Dean. Brett Dean. Brett Dean. Where is Brett? Ah, here, here he is. Mary, Queen of Scots. Song <clears> code. <throat> I need to have some water. Oh, yeah. And then I think you've got time for a toilet break then. I don't oh, want to speak not, too soon. I'll have a toilet break. Oh, here we are. Process of turning letters into libretto. Mm. Madame Mabonceur. Yeah. Lady, you my said that good very, sister. very, very Scottish the way you Madame said that. Madame Mabonse. Hey, you did, you did. Maybe you associated that naturally. Do you reckon? I think he's going to say no. I feel like he. Oh, no. Hello. 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 Hi. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Fantastic. Oh, there it is. Lovely to meet you. 
Oh, there it is. There's the... <laughs> I gather they're very heavy. They are quite heavy, you want to... <laughs> well, can I? Oh, yeah. <gasps> That's very kind I mean, of you. I'm on the train going home and I'll, I'll have to make sure that's <laughs> well I? concealed. Because yeah, that's, that's a, a oh, it's blunt really heavy. Well, it's not <laughs> even all that blunt, actually. <laughs> no, but, oh, it's terrifying. gorgeous. Get a nice shot of that so, for the camera. Oh, yeah, please, before I stop <laughs> yeah, plowing yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, give it please, back. Give hand it back. <laughs> hand it back now. Here we go. Oh, there we go. Oh. It's wonderful. So I gather that nobody actually knows. You don't know. You have no heads up. No. Was it... I mean, I have to say, was it a surprise? That seems like a daft thing to say because I guess... No, but it, Absolute yeah. surprise. And I mean, you know, I have been involved in, in competitions, also a couple of competitions in Australia where officially you're not told, but then um, there's somebody will ring you and say, you can be there, can't you? And you kind of like, <laughs> ah, right. And this isn't like that. This is a genuine surprise. So, and, uh, yeah. Oh, all it's, the more exciting. It is all the more exciting, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think you should pronounce this, Heather, the piece, because you just uh, he uh, you just read out the title of your piece, but it, with a very Scottish accent, which I right. thought was I fantastic. didn't mean to. No, well, no, that's very appropriate. But exactly, exactly. Yeah. Madame, ma bonne sœur. <laughs> I tried to do it in French, but... That was yeah. lovely. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, <laughs> Go oh, no, I was going to say, so it's based on the letters of Mary, Queen of Scots, I guess. It is, yes. And so what angles, what are the themes that sort of came out? Of the letter? Well, I mean, for what and how on earth did you whittle down those letters? Well, I mean, what it, it came down to is that Matthew Jocelyn, my librettist, found these moments across the almost 20 years, well, actually more than 20 years, because it, it starts even before she comes to England and ends up being a prisoner of Elizabeth I. It starts, they're all salutations at first, how she wrote to Elizabeth I, and it's all very Madame Ma Bonsoeur. It's also excellent princess. Uh, it's all incredibly formal but polite and even loving. And over the course of these five songs, over 30 minutes, it goes from this sense of polite and, and you know, enticement to, towards friendship to doubts to frustrations, to horror, right. to resignation and tragedy. And so it has a definite and, and palpable sense of desperation, decline into, you know, Fascinating some, something to read truly. Those. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. And shocking. I mean, they, it springs off the page, it really yeah. does, which is why it was so wonderful to be able to somehow save these these letters and writings from the, being forgotten in in I mean, not entirely forgotten she's a well-known figure but but nevertheless somehow relegated if you like to just archival collections yeah. and springing to life in in mouth of a wonderful singer, my daughter, Lottie. Oh, it's your daughter? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, That's um, even more special. It, it was very special to be able to write such a big, large-scale piece for her too because she just brought it so vividly to life. Yeah. 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 And do, do you feel like you've really got inside the mind of, of Mary, Queen of Scots, over this whole process? Mary's an incredibly, she must have been an incredibly complicated character. I think we've scratched the surface, perhaps. Um, yeah, to some extent, but oh, 
there are layers upon layers in that that woman's some mind layers. and life you and don't dealings. Want to go. No. Yeah. There are some places you don't want to go <laughs> because you know she was she was duplicitous and mm. complicated and so on. So in a, in a way, we're only hearing her side of the story in this piece, but. That's certainly, first of all, enough to fill more than fill 30 minutes <laughs> as far as we could see. I mean, it, it's a pretty dramatic ride. Um, but, yeah, she's a, she's a truly fascinating creature. That must have been incredible when you first heard your daughter sing it in the first performance. Yeah, it, it was. It was yeah. amazing. Had yeah. you workshopped it with her? I mean, you've gone through Yeah, something. to some extent. But then uh, with a piece that's not with piano but with a string quartet, you can only really start workshopping it and, and getting to grips with it when the quartet's there as well. And they only had a couple of days to put it together. So it was, it was, there was, you know, it was seat pretty your pants. exciting. Yeah, it was seat of, seat of the pants. I mean, I had every faith in them, but yeah. nevertheless, you know, it's kind of, yeah. it's rather nerve wracking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Yes, Thank you. Huge congratulations. And uh, have Cheers. a lovely evening. Thank Lovely you. to meet you. Lovely Cheers. to meet you. Thanks yeah, so much. Thanks so much. Bye. Oh, Naomi Pohl. She's not there. Who oh, is she? Who is she? Oh, she gave the award. Ah, oh, from the MU. Yeah. Yeah. What's her job title? Ma- is she regional? CEO? No, is not, she? not CEO. She's head... Wait. He- Should I put her out on Google? Do you have the do not disturb function on your phone? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> just, <laughs> it was it vibrating. It just goes off like... There she is, mm. Naomi. Or well, do we have a question for Naomi? We're not going to speak to her now, are we? I've met her before. Oh, General Secretary. General Secretary. That's what you call it when you're like That's in a it. trade union. There we go. Focus, do not disturb, on. Thank you. Sorry. What, oh, what are we doing now? Okay, so it's Telvin Singh now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right, Leighton. Talk about Leighton. Leighton. Oh, well, writing Leighton. Yeah. What, what questions are we going to ask? Um, what would you say to Asking about that feeling of rec- being recognised by your peers. Obviously, you've yeah. had loads of critical acclaim over you. Yeah. Yeah. Does this hit differently? Yeah. Should I go in first with that? From one Leighton resident to another, I'm very proud of you or something. Better than that. <laughs> Have you been to Deanie's? I tell you where he goes. I see him. No, I'm not going to go down that line. I'm not going to go down that line. I've seen you multiple times. I've seen you. I see you. <laughs> If it looks like I'm getting creepy, will you kick me, please? Yeah, just yeah. just just be chat slowly and um, keep it short. <laughs> Are you actually pulling away long and meandering? No, it's just just like no, I know. It's okay down. if you are. No, you're re- no, you're really no. good. You're really good. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not finishing. Hi. <laughs> Sorry, are you in the middle of filming? No, I'm hoping to, oh. <laughs> to get here. Yeah, we could. Oh. Oh, it's lovely to meet you. You too. Huge nice congratulations. Thank you. As you're clutching the award. I'm clutching, I'm clutching, yes. <laughs> it's actually, it's heavier than you would think. That's what people are saying. Yeah. Somebody was saying it's a bit dangerous on their train journey home. They're going <laughs> to conceal it. Yeah. I've got to say, first of all, um, oh, sorry, do you want to... <laughs> Yep. It's a bit yeah, the mic shot. Lovely. <laughs> Thank you so sorry, much. Sorry, I'm wearing I'm wearing a suit which is like 
I think, 18 years old. It's and It's very still, nice. Well, it's very nice. I, I still kind of, I'm surprised I'm still getting into it. You know, it's... Um, yeah, I've gone very much for sex. I decided to wear it. I've had it for 18 years. I was like, I'm going to just try it, you know? Good for you. Uh, yeah. Listen, there's so. one proud Leighton resident to another. Oh, I'm oh, very amazing. proud. Flying oh, the flag for Leighton. That's Come amazing. On. Brilliant. So good, so uh, good. You know, it's, I'll tell you what's amazing. It's like, I mean, you know, we still have our family home, my mum and dad there. It's the amount of musicians you see in Leighton. Yeah. It's become the hub. Like, you know, 10 o'clock, if you're like on outside Leighton Tube Station, you just see like cellos on people's backs and violins and instruments. And it's, you know, for me, it's a, it's a big change because... Yeah, really? You know, oh, yeah. So growing yeah. up, was there much of a... But there was a, always a hate-love relationship with Leighton, you know, because, because it, was, um, it was a great place to live. It was a great place to grow up. Um, but then it went through its little bit of patch, I think. And then I kind of grew out of it and I... I wanted to grow out of it. I wanted to be successful enough to move out of Leighton, you know? And yeah. now it's the other way around. I'm like, Mum, Mum and Dad, can you move to Suffolk? And I'll move back to our house in Leighton. Yes. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's amazing how that happens, it's, isn't it? It's crazy, isn't it? It's <laughs> like, so what am I doing in Suffolk? You know? no, come like, back, come six, back. So, yeah. Is that where you're based now, in Suffolk? Yeah, I've been seven years. I've been yeah. between there... And London and, and Delhi. Last night I got back from Delhi. Oh, so wow. I, I still spend time in India and Delhi. I like it so I can get my instruments repaired, my luthiers. I have a good collection of antique Indian instruments now. It's built and built. And I think it really started building up in Suffolk because I had the space there. And some friends in Suffolk, like Chris Doddridge, who's an amazing practitioner. He's in his 80s. He's an incredible luthier. He makes Indian instruments instruments which they don't even make in India so I met him in Suffolk Chris and then my collection really started like really getting crazy and I feel really blessed I've got these amazing instruments you know yeah and do you record at your place in Suffolk yeah I've been practicing that and then I have my studio facility there yeah in a big space mastering and we've got residency as well so musicians can come and stay oh that's fantastic yeah because in London I mean forget it I mean, I don't even have a bed for myself, you know, <laughs> right? It's not going to happen. That so must that, be so exciting, having loads of, kind of different musicians doing different things coming in. Yeah. And got, we played got... recently, me and Tom Rogerson, pianist who I'm working with, uh, we played in St. James Church, which was a solo gig, but he, I invited him to come and guest. St. James um, Piccadilly. Yeah. And then we played in St. Mary's in Woodbridge. And Brian Eno, he presented us on stage, oh, wow. which was amazing because he's from Woodbridge. Yeah. And it was the first um, concert of a festival called the Ambient Music Festival to honour Brian Eno. And so we spent a couple of hours with him. I haven't seen him for many years. And, um, and we played together, like he's an amazing pianist, Tom Rogerson. And so he's also worked with Brian Eno. Um, you know, so it's, yeah, Suffolk's quite an amazing space in terms of there's a lot of musicians live there and from there, you know, because it's a place which invites boredom. And I think you need boredom, you know, to create music. And I think that's what, one of the things I worry about the young, younger generation 
and how kids are growing up, it's, there's just not enough boredom, you know? And I think it's quite important. Yeah. Do you find that's the space in which you start to find inspiration for compositions? In those, in those moments where you're, where you're bored and your mind's wandering, is that yeah. where you find the spark? Yeah, I try to create enough boredom even now because, because I know that's where, <coughs> that's where my early ideas had stemmed from. You know, yeah. like Leighton being bored, grew up with three sisters, all went to university, um, apart from my older sister, sorry. And so there was, there was always a void space. And um, so you were either out in the street and got in trouble, um, or you stayed home and, and just focused and worked on stuff. And, and I, think, I think that really shaped me. So I always tried to go back there. I always tried to go back and uh, even some of my new music is made in the same room I grew up in. Wow. Because I stayed there, like, in lockdown, I had no choice. So I ended up staying there. And my younger sister said, I shared a couple of the beats with her. And she said, oh, like, your best music's always going to come out of that room. <laughs> That's <great>. <laughs> <laughs> You know, in that room, the backyard used to look at, the, at an old kind of railway yard. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know the one, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And now it's the Olympic Park, you know? I know, such a change. It's mad. It's, it's completely mad. You know, E20, yeah. it's like, and I cycled yeah. there, I love it. Yeah. It's brilliant, Me you know? Me too, it's great. Yeah. Such a good place. Hey, now this is your first novella award, is that right? Is that right? Yeah, yeah that's so right. Is it a wonderful feeling to sort of receive that kind of praise from your peers, actually? Because obviously you've had loads of critical acclaim over the years, but to have one which is from your... Yeah, your peers, That's I guess. right. Does it feel special? It does feel special. Oh, good. It feels special because I think, <coughs> like I said earlier, it's kind of, um, there's nothing really new. You know, what's innovative is, is, is an individual or a group of people rec recognising what they've experienced in the past and then juxtaposing it, deconstructing it in a beautiful way. Yeah. And um, and that's the way I see it, and I do try to, you know, I'm very close to my experiences of music, yeah. whether it's an experience of performing with another musician, or whether it's just buying a ticket and sitting at Royal Festival Hall and just, you know, hearing that concert like you you know you're never going to hear it again. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Well, congratulations. Have a great evening. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you too. And enjoy. Uh, it's lovely to meet <laughs> it's you. It's lovely yeah. to meet so you. Probably saw, you grew up in Leighton. No, I've lived there for oh, 10 years Oh, okay. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I sure. love it. I mean, I feel we've sort of lived in East London. But I grew up in Cornwall, but yeah, yeah I've lived oh, okay. in East London for a good long time now. Oh, so I love it. It's a great place. 10 years, then you're definitely um, you're qualified as, a, as what we call a Leighton stoner. <laughs> yeah. So that's where that's yeah. where the the word Leighton Stone came from, Leighton Stone. <laughs> so you had to be stoned, and you always had to turn up late. <laughs> you know? There we go. <laughs> Lovely to be here. Cheers. Congratulations. Oh, this is so exciting. <laughs> so was it 
Was it wonderful in there? What's the vibe like? Is it very exciting? Because you haven't been sitting in no, there. No, we have no. seen nothing. We've been told to not go in there at all. Yeah. It's really... Um, <laughs> it started off feeling quite relaxed and yeah. then it it's getting it's got more intense as the evening's gone on I think anyway maybe just because my category was announced like towards the end and I kind of yeah anyway it's wonderful so your piece oh sorry Sarah I looked to you like I was was saying your piece I don't know it's definitely not mine no no it's not yours is it although you're about to do something which kind of I didn't mean to I've got a cough and I I did lose my voice so for a second that was totally not meant to happen no okay because your piece is about it is about the loss of voice and and losing um, now when you it could kind of be on two levels couldn't it is it specifically about the physical act of loss of voice and and not the more general thing of not having a voice in community or No, it's it? it's specifically about what what well, it's asking two questions. What is a voice and what happens when it's gone? Yeah. Um so yeah, we made this work working with interdisciplinary professionals connected to voice yeah. across technology and science and healthcare and um and research, biomedical research, and then lots and lots of people who had lived experience of voice loss. So whether that was through having had motor neuron disease or having motor neuron disease or having had a laryngectomy, their voice box removed, or uh, people with Parkinson's. Wow. Yeah. Was it a big research, uh, like, period before you started writing anything? Yeah, it's been... A, it's been it's, this project started probably four years ago. Um, with a very with a series of conversations at Britain Peers Arts with a again a dear friend and colleague of mine, Philippa Reeve, and I went to her wanting to explore what voice was, wanting to really understand what the intrinsic value of the human voice was, because my father lost his speech as part of a terminal illness, and as a professional involved in like dealing with voice every day, working with singers, writing for voice, like performing, conducting, thinking about voice, until that happened to my dad, I never actually really realised what our voices mean and what they do and how they're connected to our identity. So I wanted to make a body of work that was about exploring that with an interdisciplinary group of people and people with lived experience of voice loss and their families to try and answer that question, what is a voice and what happens when it's gone? Yeah, and... and in answering that, did, what did you find? What did you find about when people lose their voices? And when, how do they sort of come past this? So, uh, yeah, I mean, our voices are inextricably, inextricably connected to, to who we are, to how we're perceived, to how we think about ourselves, to, how, how, to the opportunities we have in society, to how we inter- interact and connect with everybody around us. And so when that's gone there is a huge part of your identity that goes as well. And then how you recover that with a new voice, um, for example, if you've had a laryngectomy and Mm. actually recovering with that, it's very, very different, for example, to how then that might be if you have motor neuron disease where your voice has totally gone, disappeared, and you have to communicate in other ways. Yeah. So... Do you find that people kind of... It would really change their personalities, really affect... When they'd almost have new personalities in some ways when they no or did that, that the core of the core of who you are it yeah. remains the same yeah well and of course it does yeah we all know that, right <laughs> yeah. so there's nothing kind of weird you no. know it, it's not like difficult to work out no right? no sure. I mean we are who we are and but I think just 
how we value our voices yeah. and how we use our voices and also how we platform in, in classical music, not just classical music, but across the media. Like, how are different voices platformed? We don't hear changed voices. We don't hear different voices. We, I mean, you guys presenting this podcast, you have, you know, you're of a certain class, a certain background, a certain education. We all, you know, these are the voices we hear, right, in the yeah. media and, and on stage, and particularly in this very niche classical music industry. Yeah, quite. So I really wanted to actually platform voices that aren't heard and platform them on an equal stage with people like Roddy Williams and Lucy Crow and like some incredible voices and artists that are widely recognised as being at the top of their game and write pieces that actually can only exist because they are about the marriage of different voices connecting. Fantastic. What a brilliant thing to do. That's so good. Yeah, incredible project. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, where, where are you going to put your statue? Have you got somewhere special for My it? My statue is yeah. so <laughs> exciting. I've never had a statue. <laughs> I don't know. People always say they put it in their loo, don't they? Yeah. But I know my loo isn't big enough to host a statue. <laughs> somewhere out of reach of the dog and the kids, I think, probably. Well, quite right, but I prominent, nonetheless. Yeah. We'll see. Thank you so much. Oh, thanks so much no, for talking to us. Congratulations. All right, have a great night. Cheers, take care. <laughs> <laughs> I just was not ready. I wasn't ready for that. It was so awkward it at the beginning so there. It was so awkward. I felt terrible. Oh, hello. 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 Sorry, quickly. Hi. Hi. Sorry. Oh, thank you. No, I'm so delighted with them, honestly. I, give me half a chance to wear it. <laughs> and I get this is not your first Ivor, is it? Is, no, am I right? No, this, no. Is, this is my, well, uh, third award and six nominations. How many? Three, third award and fifth nomination. So. Does it still feel as exciting now, though? Is it great getting hearing your name going up there? Is it still as exciting? I think, I mean, yes. I think it was more exciting in 2010 because I was younger and, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's, you know, so, so, uh, so yes, it's, it's uh, nearly as exciting. Yeah. <laughs> good. It's still got a, a little. Yeah, it's, still, it's still pretty <laughs> a damn little good. Yeah. So your piece, Scenes from the Wild, yeah. could you give us like a brief sort of synopsis of what? Yeah. I mean, so it's, it's based on a wonderful book by Dara McNulty called Death of, um, Diary of a Young Naturalist. Um, and it's, it's basically a year in the life of um, Dara, who's a teenage, who was and is now at university, but he was a teenager, 14 when he wrote it, um, with autism. And it's about his relationship with the natural world and how the natural world, you know, helped him navigate difficulties in, in his life. And um, we see him, you know, we see him go from a, a child who was bullied at school to somebody who was at the forefront of sort of eco, um, you know, being an eco working for the environment an eco warrior and it's it's um it's just a wonderful a wonderful uh novel about um what we can gain from nature and appreciating the beauty of nature and how we have to save it and how it can help us all with our our mental health um, oh yeah. fantastic yeah absolutely mm. when did you write this was it during lockdown yeah it was during lockdown um I can't remember exactly because it was all a blur, but it was it was seven or eight months. So it's an it's an eighty minute piece. This piece it's a it's a yeah, big yeah. piece. Wow. So yeah. it. Um, I mean, I'm so grateful really because at the start of lockdown, I had this wonderful, inspiring piece to write when a lot of my friends' lives were in disarray, and I you know I feel so grateful for having this 
wonderfully inspiring subject matter to, to sort of see me through that very difficult time. Yeah. When you're writing something that's 80, 90 minutes long, yeah. how, do, how do you go about sort of plotting that journey, really, to create such a long piece? Do you have to... Do you sort of already have a start and an end point? In? Well, I was really lucky in that I had Amanda Holden, um, the librettist, who sadly passed away two weeks before the premiere. Um, she, you know, she, she arranged Dara's book into 27 songs and so I mean she's she's so brilliant you know so I mean essentially all I had to do was read the words and get ideas and write the piece because she'd structured it for me you know and and in such a beautiful arc Um, but yeah I mean actually when you're doing something so long for so many instruments I mean I had a spreadsheet and and I would do you know very prosaic prosaic things like um, the bassoon had a feature here at about 25 minutes in so it probably wants to have something interesting at about 50 minutes in (laughs) so there's a whole you know the whole like being able to think in that larger scale is very hard and you know you're you're constantly referring to the text and, and and to nature but also to things like to graphs to help you work out where you're where you're going and you know um what sort of key centers you've been neglecting and 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 general structure it's um it's a sort of uh, that's what i love about composing sort of mixture of inspiration and uh craftsmanship sort of chiseling yes, away at things absolutely always something different. and did you write it knowing you were going to be performing it in suffolk cathedral uh yes i did so i mean it's a difficult acoustic um and so also, it's uh, an 80-minute thing for one tenor and 18 instruments, so that's a hell of a sing for a, a tenor. So, I mean, there were really you. I really took that acoustic and those instruments, that ensemble, into account. Um, and I love that. You know, I love the technical aspect. Thinking, can will you be able to hear this person sing? When do I need to give him a rest? You know, I love like all that practical stuff as well as the as well as the, the practical stuff. Inspiration. Yeah. 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 And did it inform the, um, the? Did you need to give it more space to let to let the the room resonate with what you what you're writing? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it was difficult to judge that. I mean, I think a lot of um, in this piece, the instruments also have characters. So, for instance, even though for it's it's for 18 instruments, there are songs that are just for William the tenor and Piccolo and Claves. So there's lots of sort of features for. Um, sort of individual members of the orchestra Um, and just being continuously aware of you know will I be able to hear these words I I want you know Amanda Dara and Amanda's words are so wonderful it would be I'm not going to kid myself that you could hear all of them but it would be criminal if you didn't hear a good portion of them you know so you know and without the story and without Dara's words and Amanda's words you know I'm sort of nothing so you know well it's clearly did work an absolute treat and this award sort of attests to that. Yeah, and no, I'm, I'm really chuffed. I'm really chuffed. <laughs> so huge congratulations and Thank thanks you. so much for stopping to chat to us. Cheers, and thanks cheers. a lot. Take thanks care, so much. have a lovely Well done. We're not chatting to George Benjamin, are we? Oh, no, no, I'm sure you're not. I'm going to put my head down. I'm going to put my head down. I can't say anything. I have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I really feel bad. I just said such inane things because I was, my brain was like. Ugh. It was okay, wasn't it? I think you rescued it at the end. We made a laugh. Yeah. I think it Sorry, came across. It? Was it? Are you sure? I felt like you know on what's that Sunday brunch thing with Simon Rimmer and that absolute 
What's his name? Um, I felt like I felt like that. <laughs> yeah. Amazing jumpsuit, Joanna Marsh is wearing. I massively covered that. I just think about the bit before where you turned to me and I couldn't speak. But I don't know why, because I didn't say anything. I said something. You said, you started asking her a question. It was my fault. And then you started asking her a question, but then you looked at me. Yeah, well, why did I? But you suddenly thought you were asking me the question. I still, because I turned to you and went, how does it feel to get this? I started asking her, and I looked to you to check you were okay, because I think you'd just been coughing or something. So I thought, oh, no, I know. You were just sorting something out there. So I started, and then I thought, no, that's rude. I should check that you are there. Well, and then okay. and then I started asking it to you, and that's yeah. when I got in a fluster. It's fine. I, I um, I think it was unfortunate. I I did literally lose my voice in that moment, but I and then I knew that as she would talk, as she started talking, she'd say something like her her dad lost his voice, and <laughs> I just didn't mean to trivialise it. I like feel that. like that. That's how I feel like oh, I did. God, it's terrible. Are we ever thinking it? Are we? Oh, okay. This is coming. This isn't right. Uh, Hang on. I'm going to do my knot up again. Yeah, your top's been on this whole time. <laughs> don't think you can reveal anything. Chesty. Um, right. So I mean, we could we could ask time. to speak to George Benjamin, but are you a bit oh, scared? Yeah, I'm really scared. What, what, where is he? Where He's is always been someone that I've been scared of anyway. I don't really want to talk to him now. It's really scary. I just feel like he'd rip me. I think he'd see through to my unknowing soul. You don't know what you're talking no, about, you do you? don't know what... What's he doing here? Why are you talking to me? Why? why? You, who the hell? <laughs> <laughs> who said you could do this? Perfect. It's good to get, I mean, award ceremonies. Isn't it great that it's back up and running, you know, for So a nice. Full... Let's hope we all don't get COVID, but no. <laughs> let's hope we don't. No, I agree 100%. It's amazing. It's a, it's a what a relief. Lovely. Yeah, was well, so it nice being in there? Good vibe. I mean, we've not been allowed anywhere near it. It's only seven <laughs> no, I. We've been kept away. It's been really nice. But, but I mean, for me, I've just thoroughly enjoyed seeing all of those names and people that I've heard music by, but I haven't heard maybe those pieces. And just seeing what the take is on them. And, and I've, I've loved it. Every single oh. category, every single clip, it's been amazing. I've loved it personally, yeah. hearing all about yeah. Oh. Is it rare to, to get composers all in the same room like this and like yeah, chatting this is it. to each this other? Yeah, this is the only time. It's I like mean, your AGM. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it, it's great because um, you see all the people that you've kind of seen on, you know, the, at the proms or, you know, or at a distance and everyone's in, you know, sort of five metres away. It's rather good. I love yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. So your piece, All Shall Be Well... And written for a solo, um, sorry, not solo, but unaccompanied choir. Yeah. Um, had you worked with that choir extensively before? Because I, I guess being unaccompanied, you know, it's a big responsibility on all those voices. Did were you? Mm. Did you know those voices well? So I have heard that choir a number of times, yeah. and I knew that they were very able, and they could basically do 
anything that I wanted to write because they are very highly professional singers. Yeah. So that that's one of the joyful things about getting a commission where you really know that they're going to deliver whatever it is. Yeah. So that was that was a nice element of it. Um, I did know some of the singers personally as well. Um, and uh, I the commission was actually came a long uh, time ago, 2018. Oh. But uh, then there were sort of delays and then the pandemic happened. So during that time I had a long league time to think about what I might write and that, I, I'm absolutely sure that really did help me actually yeah and the title all shall be well I, um just check, yeah all shall be well I didn't want to give it the wrong title um <laughs> that was that a reflection on that time is that a of the so it happens I think it was a really nicely timed commission because actually the words are from Julian of Norwich that it's a very famous um, quote all shall be well and all manner of things shall be well and um that uh, and a number of the other quotes in the piece were suggested by the commissioner. So she had no idea that we were going to be in this time, and, and nor did I. But in fact, I ended up writing this piece during the pandemic. And even as I was writing, I was thinking how apt it was that we have to have a sense of trust. Yeah. So, and that this, you know, the words of this uh, piece really do reflect well yeah. into that time. Absolutely. Who was Gillian of Norwich? Were they a writer or, or what was their... Gillian of Norwich was um, an anchoress. So she lived um, in a tiny little cupboard in a church in Norwich. Basically, her job was to pray on behalf of her community. And mm. she was locked in this cupboard and never left for years. And she had these visions called Revelations of Divine Love. She wrote them all down. It was the first book in the English language. And... Um, they are ecstatic visions um, of of her saviour, and she uh, the the whole language of it is a, a, a incredible sort of passages of reflecting on this ecstasy and joy that she felt in her saviour, and there was um, it's, it's quite well known as as uh, one of the sort of standard kind of beginnings of, of literature, particularly interesting because it's a woman writer. So. Yeah incredible text to work with a great starting point to have that yeah it's yeah. really good um, and I really like the prompt from the commissioner who lived in Norwich she, she, Patricia Hewitt lives in Norwich so she um, had a particular interest in that and I, it's always nice to write a piece where you've got a personal kind of connection coming through to inspire something just Absolutely. just helps you think you know just wheels around in your mind a little bit yeah that's nice it sounds like the party is yeah. well and truly hotting up now. Yes, I think <laughs> we should probably let you go and enjoy yeah. and revel in your victory. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank Lovely you. to so meet much. you. Thank you. Okay, this is a podcast. Right, you, you can stand down there, that's really interesting. When you said, let's do a podcast, Andy, we just both sort of went, oh, okay, good. We've been visibly relaxed, I'd say. No, we'll, we'll get used to doing the YouTube yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, we will. We will. Yeah. I did look right into the camera at one stage. Like, like I look like Mrs. Like, mid, no, but like Mrs. Overall, mid-interview. Uh, mid so our guest was chatting and I was just <laughs> staring at him. <laughs> That's going to be great. That's great. <laughs> That's classic. That was good though, wasn't it? I think it was all right, yeah. Yeah, enjoyed Just it. One, one eggy moment, but I think it's yeah, fine. Yeah, it was. And, and we can definitely edit that out in, in the YouTube yeah. bit. But I mean, I asked a really stupid question as well. 
It's all right. Ian's just chucked all his batteries on the floor. You okay, Ian? It's, it's the equivalent of him throwing his toys out the pram, isn't it? Because he's pissed off. He wants food. He wants drink. Yeah, he's very hungry. He's been yeah. holding a very heavy gimbal yeah, he for has. the last three hours. If that bowl food's run out, he's going to go absolutely nuts. Oh, yeah. Don't worry. We'll make sure he eats some food. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. No more podcasting. No, let's wrap this no up. No more interviewing. No. We might just chat to some people. Yeah. Have some drinks. Yeah, let's do uh, that. Let's put these cameras and microphones away. Cause, uh, put it away. starting to feel a little bit self-conscious. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. I um, hope you've enjoyed this uh, special episode at the Ivor Novellos. Thanks to Premiere for having us, uh, inviting us along. They, they really didn't need to do that. No, it was very, very kind of them. Um, yeah, that, that was a really interesting, fun experience. So maybe we'll do it again sometime. Yeah, they'll have us back. Yeah, or yeah. anyone else. Anyone, anyone who wants us. If you us. like what you heard, <laughs> <laughs> have us back. And uh, yeah, speak to you soon. We'll yeah, be back. come on. We'll be back with another episode very soon. All right then. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.